0: You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. Yo, yo, what up? You are listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. And I am back from summer league. I had a crazy, crazy, I guess, two weeks started off in here in Dallas, went to L.A., had to come back to Dallas for a day, went to a wedding in Houston from Houston, caught a plane to Vegas, stayed at Vegas for, I guess I stayed there from Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday, I went to L.A. to propose to my girlfriend. She said yes. So now. I am a new man since the last time you heard me on the podcast. I'm engaged. And it's been a, a crazy, you know, crazy few weeks. And I had mentioned on a previous podcast by my travel schedule. I didn't have to travel as much between L.A. And, and Vegas as I thought. But Summer League was great as usual. And while I was at Summer League, I had a chance to catch up with a lot of people that I had been talking to over the past year or so, whether it's on podcast or just talking NBA draft. And one of my guests, or actually my guest for today, is someone who I had been on his podcast, I want to say a couple of times, but we finally met up in person. And I think it was the first, I think it was Monday, it was the Warriors Magic game, I believe. I think so, yeah. And we we sat there and we, we were able to chop it up and meet. And my guest is Andrew Salop from Combos Court. He has a great podcast. Like I said, I've been on there a couple of times, but I'm not saying it's great because I've been on there a couple of times, but it's (laughs) it's great because he has a unique, a unique perspective as a podcaster slash fan, but also a former player that played overseas. So check it out. Combos Court. Andrew, what is up, man?
0: Rafael, again, I know I said congrats. We actually have a podcast coming out on my podcast, an episode, and I I gave you the congrats on there, but we got to make it official here. Unlocked on draft. Uh congrats, man. Really thanks.
1: uh,
0: (laughs) That's great. Um, I'm glad she said yes, as you said on my podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, (laughs) I mean, I knew she was gonna say yeah, but you know, I I just wanted to I had been planning it for a while and um I I flew her out to LA and then we went out to Malibu.
0: Do you think she knew?
1: Do you think she knew? No, I I don't. So I had it all planned out. So I had a friend of mine he, um, I called him and I said, Hey, I just need a huge favor. He's like, what's that? I said, I don't need you to come. All I need is for you and your wife to say that we're going to dinner. And then you can call me like an hour before and say, you can't make it. And he was like, okay, cool. So I had told her, it's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're, cause I'm a videographer and photographer. So she thought we were just kind of come and hang out and then like take some pictures to create content for her social media ah so
0: that's so, how you got the photographer set up
1: yeah so then I figured like I tell her, okay yeah we're, we're, we're going to go to dinner so she's like okay cool so like, yeah we're going to go to dinner with my friend Dominique who she had heard me talk about before and then so she, she thought we was just going to dinner so like I had to set it up perfectly like in the morning we went to like Manhattan Beach and took some photos over there that I was like you know bring two outfits so and then I said, well, we'll take some in Malibu. It's a totally different look. And then she's like, okay, cool. So it got, it got everything went according to plan, but then it got a little scary because right when we got to this point in Malibu, there was no parking. And when there was no parking, she was like, um, okay, we can just go. And I'm like, no, no, I want to, uh, you know, I want to take some pictures here. And she's like, but we're just kind of just driving around in circles, there's no parking. And then they even had like the, the police giving like tickets to people that were legally parked. So I had the photographer like, on standby he was waiting and then i was like okay man this is i don't know what to do like i don't know how to just tell her, like no we're staying here and we're taking these pictures so (laughs) played it off smooth and actually my friend he called me earlier that day and he was like hey we're gonna be able to make it he's like him and his wife were coming up from san diego they're like just tell us the location and we're gonna make it to dinner so i was like okay good so then a photographer so i had him standing there waiting he was smart enough to bring his brother so it didn't look like he was just standing there on his own. So when we were walking up to the location, he was taking pictures of his brother. So I said, hey, man, are you a photographer? He's like, yeah. I was like, Well, what kind of camera do you shoot with? And he tells me, yeah, I shoot with a cannon, yada, yada, yada. So I said, do you mind if, you know, you take a picture of me and her real fast? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I I, reach, I brought my backpack with me. And the reason I brought my backpack with me is because I wanted the photos right away. And we agreed that all he has to do is just give me the memory card and I upload the, the pictures to my to my uh, computer. So I, I go in my backpack and she's just like, where are you going to your backpack?" he's going to take the picture. I was like, no, no, I want him to take the picture with my camera. And then that's when I pulled the ring out of my backpack and got on my knees and proposed she, how, so. her face. She was surprised. Surprise! I got all the emotions I wanted and needed. She was crying. She jumped up and down. She turned her back to me. She covered her face. More, more tears. Happiness. Oh. <laughs> all of that. That's awesome. So, that's
0: awesome, man. Yeah. So happy it went well. Happy it went smooth. It, besides the looking for parking pot part. Yeah,
1: it, it went. It, it went well. I mean, I got lucky on like the last minute flight to the hotel. All of that stuff. So it it went well. But that's that's enough <laughs> about me. I feel like I've been telling this story. Every day since... Well, you, you need to make it...
0: You you had to make it official for your podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, I don't know what ladies are listening. If you're listening now, I guess I'm, you know, off the market. Not officially <laughs> off the market, but unofficially off the market. But I doubt if there's any women listening. But also, I tell the guys, if you're going to propose to your girlfriend, make sure her nails are done. You got to, like, make sure her nails are done because she's going to be furious if, you know, you're taking pictures and she's like be you know it's not the week that her nails are fresh so that was one of the reasons why I had to like make it last week because I yeah. knew there was a week that
0: you're a considerate you know, guy Raphael you're a considerate guy
1: you gotta be you gotta <laughs> pay attention I mean you know like I, it, it, how it all ties and you know I consider myself a scout so you That's know I gotta pay attention to the details of the basketball details. players. I can't you, de- you,
0: you definitely correlated it to scouting on your Twitter post about how you got engaged that was pretty funny measurables and tangibles
1: yeah, 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 you know, I mean, the <laughs> measurables are important. You know, you got to, <laughs> you know, got to have the, the the physique that I'm looking for, and the, body, <laughs> the body type that I'm looking for. Somebody for sure. made a comment about the wingspan. You know, the wingspan doesn't really matter too much to me. I mean, I'm not the tallest guy, so it's doubtful that I produce a, a, an elite level <laughs> athlete as far as with NBA measurables. But no, I mean, she, she's great. So I'm, uh, I'm great. just looking forward to this next step in life. All right. Definitely. So uh, Summer League, you know, that yes. I mean, I, looks like I took up the whole first segment there. What, Summer League, what were your thoughts on Summer League overall? It was great, man. It was just good to be in the building. The energy was there. I know maybe
0: some people thought it wouldn't be the same because obviously in the new normalized day, obviously people had masks on. But it really did feel like Summer League, like the energy was in the building. And the biggest game for me was Cade versus J. I think you. Now my podcast, you were in the building for that. And you could just feel that you could just feel that energy. Like that was big game NBA energy. Um, and you could kind of feel this is the start of something new, whether it's a rivalry or not. We feel like these two guys are going to be just high-level players for a long time to come. And then there was interesting prospects on both teams as well. So that was like the game that really stuck out to me, but it was also great you know, chopping it up with people I haven't seen in a while, people I knew on the internet but never met on person, supporters of the show and supporters of myself on, like, Instagram or anywhere else. And for them to see me in person, it was just great overall to, like, just chop it up with people and connect.
1: Yeah, man, that's the thing about Summer League. Like, it's a combination of watching basketball and, at least for me, you know, you're watching the guys that you scouted and been talking about on podcasts all spring and summer. Right, But then it's the networking. Like, That's, for me, the reason why I started going to Summer League 10 years ago, because the networking is great. You get a chance to meet different people. I know, like, all the connections, pretty much all the connections that I've made that have been life-changing were made at, at Summer League. So I'm always looking forward to going. But what is really weird is that when people come up to me and they're like, man, I've been listening to the podcast. I'm a supporter. Good work. I mean, one day I was talking to somebody. We're just talking... And then a guy, he, he he's walking on his cell phone, then he stops. And then I wasn't really paying too much attention, but I noticed he had stopped and he was texting on his phone. So when I got done with my conversation, he says, are you Raphael Barlow? I said, yeah. And he's like, I noticed that uh, that accent anywhere. And then he introduced himself. And, you know, it was just cool meeting people like that. And then, you know, people just who listen to the podcast, because, you know, in the podcast world, you don't know who your listeners are unless they respond to you on social media and make a comment there's no face behind it it's not like instagram where you know somebody's liking your photo you can go in their profile right like
0: if you think about it like this the podcast that you listen to Raphael, you're not always engaging with the person you're listening to you're just listening to it so you you really don't know what's going on out there like yeah i don't know who's a listener and who's not And who's
1: not yeah and And also look i
0: mean a place place like summer league that's your niche so i'm sure there was plenty of listeners in the building for that
1: yeah but that's the crazy thing it's like i had a friend he made a comment once to me he says if five people came up to you and told you they saw you at a place that means there's 15 that saw you and didn't say anything that's true and so that's, he's like that is, that is crazy that, yeah. that just that
0: just made me think right there that is crazy you're right yeah you're so right. there's
1: probably a, a bunch of people that listen to your podcast that you know thought when you walked by like oh yeah that's
0: that's combo score Yeah, no, that that is dope. Another dope thing is about podcasting or any content you create. It's that like while we're talking right now, people are listening to another podcast of ours probably somewhere in the world, you know? It's pretty cool.
1: Yep. All right, when we return, I want to talk to you about your favorite players in Summer League who was surprising to you, who stood out to you, and who was also a disappointment. All right, I would like to talk to you about Sweat Block. Now, I'll tell you my reasons why I like Sweat Block. But it is doctor-created. It is doctor-recommended. It works for up to seven days per use. Guarantees you a dry shirt. If Sweat Block doesn't keep you dry, you can get your money back. It is featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters. It's the best seller on Amazon for the past 10 years. has over 13,000 reviews. And it is also manufactured in the USA. Sweat Block is... I mean, it basically keeps you dry. I was in Vegas, and you know how hot Vegas is. Vegas is ridiculously hot in July. And with sweat block, it's something that you have to have in your toiletry bag, whether it's you're going on a hot date or you're going into a hot city like Vegas. I live in Dallas where it's super hot in the summertime. Here's a few things that I want you to know about sweat block. It is stronger and it's more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply just apply it at night before bedtime and you go to bed. And the next morning you wake up, you wash, and you go about your day without having to worry about being sweaty. Guaranteed, it keeps you dry. I know it sounds too good to be true, but you literally only have to use sweat blocks once or twice a week. And it would keep you dry the whole time. No more pitting out. No more picking my shirts based off which one will hide the sweat better. I know like I have a tendency to wear black in the summertime because I don't want to wear gray because, you know, you get a bunch of pit stains when you wear gray or or you you look, you know, your, your armpits look wet. So yeah, I can wear gray shirts in the summertime. So if there's someone that you love that is dealing with this, check out Sweat Block. You can get 20 percent off at sweatblock.com. Use the promo code locked on or you can find it on Amazon at or at CVS. Next, I want to talk to you about. Theragun. Please do not let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me who's just trying to make it through the day tension-free. Theragun can help. And if you're asking, what is Theragun? It is a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's just as quiet as an electric toothbrush The the Generation 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension. Using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60, 60% 60 deeper than the vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or it's just an injury or just the stresses of everyday life, there is no substitute for the Theragun Generation 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site, check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Try the Theragun out for 30 days, and it's only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now, and you can get your Generation 4 Theragun today. That is therabody, T-H-E-R-A-B-O-D-Y.com slash locked on, therabody.com slash locked on. Try it out for 30 days. Again, Theragun is trusted by 250,000 professional sports teams, teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers and people like myself. All right, once again, you're listening to Locked on NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. Oh, I wanted to apologize. I didn't have an episode on Monday because I got caught up in some travel issues and then I had a guest that was supposed to be on the show but he was actually playing in the summer league and then at the last minute his team had a meeting so I wasn't able to get my podcast out in time because I got stuck traveling and between the weather in Dallas and some issues American Airlines is having on short staff I wasn't able to make it back so I will make it up to everyone I will have an episode that is airing Friday so I have an episode which you're listening to today which is Thursday and then one on Friday but my guest is Mr. Combo's Court himself all right, so give me the players that stood out to you the most in Summer League. I know we talked about briefly on, on the podcast that we did on your channel, but in the first segment, we briefly talked about Cade and, yeah. and Jalen. That, that was a good game. Actually, so before we get into that, who won the battle? If you had to say the, the one-on-one battle, who do you think had the better performance? You know what? I'm hearing more people say Jalen. And he had 25 and I, it yeah, was a quiet, twenty. If that's it was it was. As a quiet 25.
0: I, yeah. I, I think quiet. the intangibles and the leadership of Cade really stood out to me. So I would give the slight edge to Cade. And as you said, Jalen's 25 was quiet and he started out a little bit slow, but on the other hand, I think, I think that's impressive going forward that Jalen could have a quiet game and still get 25. That kind of shows me that he could probably get 35 easily if he would have played longer throughout that summer league. So that was pretty impressive. I would give the slight edge to Cade. I think he has that effect on a team, you know, kind of like that. uh, I hate to make the comparison, but that LeBron effect, that that Chris Paul effect, he just makes everybody around him better. He's willing to share. He's that guy, man. He's just – he has a whole effect on a basketball team. He uplifts the franchise and the team. So I'll give the slight edge to Cade in that one.
1: All right, let's let's stay on Cade right now. All right, so for the summer league, he played three games, averaged 18.7 points per game. 5.7 5.7 rebounds, 2.3 assists, four turnovers, 1.7 steals, one and, and then uh, shot 50% from three. If you had to give him a grade, what would you give him? Mm,
0: I would give him an A. Not so, an A+, plus, but an A, a strong A.
1: So were there any concerns that, that you saw in his game that you felt a little concerned about?
0: not really. And to be honest, what gives him that strong A is the probably as high as I was on the shooting going in. I think I'm even higher now from that seven for 10 game, the way he gets it off, off the dribble, off the catch, off the move. Um, I thought he was going to be a very good shooter in the NBA. And now I'm starting to think that his ceiling is going to be a great, great shooter. shooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like my ceiling for his, just the sh- my ceiling for him was great player. My ceiling for him on shooting was very good. Um, and now I think the ceiling for him on shooting is great. Just seeing it in person and watching the way he gets it off and how efficient it is and how repeatable his motion as a shooter is kind of makes me think that this guy has a great chance to be a great shooter in the NBA.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, that was the – not necessarily knock, but that was a concern coming into his freshman year was his shooting. And this is something I've mentioned over and over again in the past few months. The coming into his freshman year at this time last year, we thought Kate was a great decision maker. Yes. And a streaky shooter. Now it has totally flip flopped. He is, looks to be a great shooter. I mean, he shot a high percentage from three in college on a crazy volume of attempts on the tough and and a degree of difficulty. A lot of shots off the dribble, a lot of contested shots. It wasn't just catch and shoot opportunities. Then in summer league, he shot 50% from three. But the consistent from college to summer league, again, you know, summer league is a short sample size, is the negative assist to turnover ratio. Does yeah. that concern you? Because a lot of people felt like he needs to be the primary, the primary ball handler. I thought the offense looked a little bit better when he was the primary ball handler. I like Killian, but it's it's going to be – I think they're going to start Killian and Kade together, but I say by game 20, Killian's going to end up coming to the bench unless – some things changed but are you comfortable with Cade as the primary when he's had a negative assist to turnover ratio and really I guess you can say for the most part over his last 40 something games
0: it's funny the skeptics would say that the shooting wasn't real but the decision making that was kind of concerning is real so i would say it's the opposite i don't think the decision making is that concerning and i think the shooting from college and what we saw in summer league is real um, I think the NBA spacing is going to make things easier for him. You know, how Summer League is it's it's herky jerky. It's crazy. It's not the same pace and flow, especially of a regular season in the NBA, which Cade probably will only be playing regular season basketball this year um it's going to be slow and steady and people playing 82 games and the spacing is going to be there and there's going to be times where defense is going through the motions it's not like college defense where everybody's up on you all the time and there's not a lot of shooting around you there's going to be more flow and rhythm to the game and I think it's going to benefit Cade for his first season and then it'll get even better over time
1: all right next prospect I want to talk about Sharif Cooper Mm. fell in the draft forty-eight. Had a good summer league, um, average about 15 points, seven assists, but five turnovers a game. What were your thoughts on Sharif? Actually, before, yeah. before you answered that, where did you have him in, like, your your, oh, your mock draft? Were you, yeah, like, first round or a lottery? First, or?
0: first round? I thought he was going to be – well, before they signed Kemba, I thought he'd be an interesting pick for the Knicks. I think they needed a point guard. Um, he makes the tough play look effortless. He gets to wherever he wants on the court easily. I think he has that ability to get to point A from point A to point B just seamlessly. Um, he's flash. He's 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 box office. Um, I, I thought he was going first round. I couldn't believe he slipped that far. I guess the concerns were his size and the shooting. But I really liked what I saw from him and Jalen Johnson with the Hawks. And I think the future is bright. A part of me wants to say that I wish Jalen and Sharif were on a team where they might get a little bit more opportunity in their first season because I don't know where they're fit because that roster is really deep. But I like what I saw from both those guys. And Sharif's play in summer league was definitely encouraging.
1: So two things. So with Sharif, one of the things that I noticed that I saw when I scouted him live as opposed to watching on TV, I didn't realize how strong he was. Okay. It's like he was – I mean, he has the speed to get by anybody, but there were times where he would just literally, like, drive himself, like, into the defender. And it just made me realize, like, this guy must have a strong core. Wiry because... strength, you're saying? What's that? Wiry. I don't even know if it's wiry, but, I mean, it's just his core. Like, you know, how, like, okay. you, you see guards where they, like, LeBron does it he doesn't necessarily blow by guys all the time with his first step, but there's times where he just drives into them. Yeah. He's, you know, driving them into his spot. And then once he gets to the rim, he kind of fades away or he drives them under the basket. And I saw him do that a few times with Philly where they'd have a guard on him, And he was just literally putting his shoulder down, dragging, dragging the guy with him, dragging the guy to his spot. And then he was able to kind of like, not like fade away, but just drag the guy into the under the rim, create, and, and then the create an and then create an angle. Yeah. So I was shocked about how how strong he was because when you look at him, you see how small he is, but you have to have like a strong core. And I saw like some Tony Parker in him as far as strength. And I remember I used to always wonder, like, man, how does Tony Parker shoot fifty seven percent from the floor? Like, how is he shooting so efficient around the rim when he's not strong. And a friend of mine, I played in the NBA was like, he's like, man, that dude's core is so strong that it's like, once he puts his body on you, you can't do anything. And then even like drew holiday, his core oh, is strong. Man. Like, you just see him just bully guys to the rim. And His I'm core sorry. is
0: strong, and he looks strong just by yeah. looking at that. Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, he looks strong, but, like, Sharif doesn't – I mean, he doesn't look skinny, but he doesn't look as strong. I mean, again, this is Summer League. It wasn't, like, the NBA guys, but I was uh, – But those like, guys
0: are good athletes out there, and if he's yeah. dragging them around, that means something.
1: Yeah, I was impressed of the combination of first step and speed, but also – how he was able to absorb contact once once he got around the rim. And you, you just mentioned it, Jalen Johnson. He had an impressive summer league, yes. and I thought he was a top-10 talent. I had him yes. as a top-10 pick for the majority of the season. I did not think that he would be a top-10 pick after he left Duke. I thought that was definitely going to hurt him. It definitely did, you know, impact his draft stock. It definitely cost him a few million dollars, and he ends up in a situation in Atlanta where we have to question – How much playing time is he going to get? But he had a really strong summer league. I mean, you can make a case and say he was one of the top five players in summer league. 19 points, nine rebounds, two assists per game, shot 41% from three. So what were your thoughts on on Jalen Johnson?
0: Yeah, I guess the concerns were him for him were shooting, well, besides the fact that he left Duke and nobody was happy about that. I think that got a lot of attention, and that's part of the reason he slipped. I think some – what of what I was hearing was he didn't interview great. Um, I guess I don't know if you heard that as well, but, but um, I
1: could see that because I'm sure the main question is going to be why'd you leave Duke <laughs> or why did you go to right. three or four different high schools? Right. Yeah, and- I think
0: that. Yeah, I think that's what he. Heard. I mean, look, man, it wasn't because of his game. The guy could obviously play like he's like a six nine guy who could initiate offense and he's a very good athlete and the shooting stroke doesn't look bad and he proved that the shot was pretty good. I mean, what's this guy's weakness, you think? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now.
1: Uh, I mean, he did turn the ball over quite a bit. Which, okay. You know, I mean, he hadn't played a game since, but I don't know, February or something like that. He did average about four turnovers a game. Um, the shooting, I always <laughs> thought, and I made a joke about it uh, on um, Twitter. I was saying, like, everyone seems to believe in Evan Mobley's upside as a shooter, and everyone seems to be concerned about Jalen Johnson as a shooter. They both had a limited a limited sample size, but they both shot around the same. Actually, Johnson was a more efficient shooter from three on the same, like, you know, give or take a few. It was like 1.2 or 1.3 attempts Some per Similar game.
0: volume, you're saying. Yeah,
1: and so Johnson was the better shooter in summer league while Mobley didn't really shoot that well in summer league. And I still think they're going to end up playing the same position early in their careers. I think they're both going to end up being fours. So,
0: yeah, I mean, Jalen Johnson is going to be more of an initiator of offense than Evan Mobley will ever be. But I think Evan Mobley's like, obviously, as a two way big, he has a lot of potential. And the thing about Evan Mobley, that was really impressive. And to your point, like how you were saying that Evan Mobley and Jalen Johnson with the shooting, like nobody wanted to talk about anything in a negative light about Evan Mobley. And we were picking apart. Cade Cunningham, not we as in me, just like we as in yeah. draft Twitter or draft analysts. like They were trying to find anything in Cade that they could and the guy has no glaring weaknesses, in my opinion, even though we kind of talked about a few. But Evan Mobley is like
1: the one there's thing... that nothing I didn- negative said about him. You're right. Yeah,
0: well, I-, I didn't understand. Like I saw things like I didn't think his motor was amazing. I thought he doesn't look engaged all the time. Obviously, there's a lot to like there. The one... Good thing I'll say about Evan Mobley. I would see him in summer league close out, jump in the air, land, and then still be able to slide and stay in front and contest. That was pretty impressive from a guy his size.
1: Yeah, I agree. Actually, you know what? When we return, let's talk about Evan Mobley. Let's take a deeper dive into Evan Mobley. Once again, it's rafael with NBA Draft Junkies with my guest Andrew Salop from Combos Court. All right, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, which I hope that you have, but if not and you're a new listener, then I have to tell you about Built Bar. You guys that have been listening know how I feel about Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein bar on the market. And it's the best tasting because it tastes just like a candy bar. It has a lot of different flavors. There's something for everyone. So when you talk about a person like myself, that's a Built Bar fan, we love to talk about our favorites. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, there's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and also German chocolate. I'm still eating the box that I received from the live draft show, and it has a lot of the salted caramel in there. But that's that's the flavor that I've been eating at least twice a day. I still have about 20 left, so that's how big the, the box was. But The reason I love it is because like I said, it is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It has 17 to 18 grams of protein. The calories are ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar and only four or five grams net carbs. It's amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today, you can get your grasshopper cookie or your raspberry, whatever you like. And Built Bar was the official protein bar of the US track and field team. So go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code locked and you'll get 15 percent off at builtbar.com next let's talk about bet online which is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online you can get all the latest news odds and info for your sporting needs including major league baseball nba nhl and even ufc and mma action before the next pitch Go over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as your teams prep for their runs for the playoffs and even your teams are preparing for the start of football season. I'm a Bengals fan and, um, you know, football, Bengals, playoffs, I don't know if those words usually go together. But head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts, and the promo code is locked on. All right, again, it's Rafael with NBA Draft Junkies, and we left talking about Evan Mobley. Were you, well, if you had to give him a grade, were you impressed with him? Would you give him an A, B, C, or, or D? My, speaking for myself, I was a little disappointed in Evan Mobley, and I think a lot of it has to do with this great point that you made that we never heard any real criticisms of Mobley. Actually, we heard it when he was in high school, you know, maybe okay. like his freshman year or sophomore year, he was anointed the, the best player in this class. And then as Cade and Jalen Green, their names started buzzing. Everybody kind of forgot about him. And then you start seeing, oh, he wasn't engaged. He's soft. You start seeing that a little bit. And then he went to college and everybody just fell in love with him. Then he goes to summer league. And again, I know it's a short sample size. There was some of this concerns from high school came up again. I think that he is in theory, not as good as a shooter as everyone projects him to be. And also he doesn't rebound that well. He's not a really good rebound, despite the, I mean, the high center of gravity, the lack of strength and all that could be an issue because, you know, he's a little light in the pants. But overall, what did you think about him?
0: Yeah, I would, I would say, you know what? Well, you know what's interesting? Actually, all dra- nothing was, like, super concerning when we're talking about the top five draft picks, in my opinion. I don't think there was, like, a glaring concern, like, whoa, like, what happened here? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but with Evan Mobley, I would say he was probably the least impressive out of the five, right? Definitely without, without a yeah. doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I would give him like a B minus just because I'm not super low on it because he showed flashes on offense and defense. Like, I just remember him like turning on Alprin and like, like he wasn't even there and just throwing it down. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, and obviously on defense, you could see how effortless things are for him and his fluidity. He showed crazy flashes, but I don't think he put it full games together like some of the other top five prospects that we saw, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think he has high potential. i I probably wasn't as high on him as others. You know, I I had him third on a big board and that's where he was drafted. So I guess I was like kind of with consensus with him. Yeah. But um yeah, I would give him like a B minus, I would say. I don't think it was terrible. I just don't think it was as good. I think most of those other top five picks probably got A's or A minuses or A pluses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean his numbers 11 points per game, seven rebounds, three assists, three turnovers, 1.7 blocks, shot 12% from three. Yeah. Um Wait, he shot 12% from three? 12% from three. Oh, wow. And I even felt in the first game, Shingun outplayed him. I think Shingun had like 15 to 15. And well, I Shingun, mean, I think Shingun had
0: a better summer league than him, right? That's safe to
1: I, say. I, I think so, too. I yeah, definitely yeah. think so. And it's interesting because Shingoon is like the, the throwback center that everyone thought was dead and right. Mobley represented like this new modern day center. But you know what? Speaking of that, let's talk about K's teammate throwback center Luca Garza. I had this bet with uh, another player in the draft and he said Luca Garza won't be an NBA player and he said he won't even be a EuroLeague player. So he we have this $500 bet on you know where Luca Garza plays this season and I think I'm going to win 500 bucks. <laughs> he's I-, I think he's going to make the Pistons.
0: I'm going to tell you a secret, man. I, I didn't want to talk about this on any podcast or on social media or anywhere else, because I don't want to be a guy that bets against people. But somebody bet me that Luca Garza was going first round and I never bet. But he was so confident that Luca Garza was going first round. I had to make that bet. And I, and I rarely bet, like rarely. Like, and so I'm me like and
1: you were the only guys in Vegas that didn't lose any money then.
0: Yeah, so basically, <laughs> honestly, I'm not even gonna make the buy the guy pay me because I don't want to make money off somebody else's downfall. It just feels weird to me, to be honest. I don't right. like it. I and I want to see the guy do good. So, but I just knew he wasn't going first round, and this guy obviously didn't know. as he actually knows basketball? He obviously didn't know as much about the draft as me. So he could keep his hundred dollars. We'll figure out something else. But it's interesting. We both had a bet with Luca.
1: Um, yeah, well, I, yeah, I will want put- all my money. I will take that hundred.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure not he's (laughs) we got to figure something out maybe dinner or a pair of sneakers or something but um but um yeah so I'm surprised I say that story because I never want to bet against anybody and I hope he does great but he was great in summer league man he showed some real flashes I hope he has a great career um I obviously had a lot of concerns about his defense and just his ability to get up and down the court I thought he was lumbering around and um you know during the season in college like I was just like trying to picture him on an NBA court And I didn't really see it because the transition from offense to defense was just going to be difficult for him. Um, But I'm glad to see him lose some weight. And I'm glad to see that he has a real chance to be an NBA player. And I'll never bet against you again, Luca, even though I won the bet.
1: Yeah. He's like, I I told the guy and, and this player worked out against him. He was like, Oh man, he's not athletic. He's like, he's not as tall as they say he is. He was just knocking. him, knocking. I said, look, Luca Garza is not gonna look good in the workout. Put some butts in the seats. Turn the lights on. Throw some referees out there, and he's gonna stand out. And he just is like, nah, nah. I don't so wait. So what's I'm, the bet? How do you get your five hundred? That he, if he plays in the NBA this year, even Euro League, that I'll get five hundred. If he
0: plays in Euro, he's gonna get a chance in. Well, you know what though, in Euro League, they don't give a lot of uh, rookies. Yeah, yeah they a lot of first guy guys chances.
1: But, but I, he's, think he's,
0: I, I think he has a chance for the NBA.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, I think he's I think he's Bosnian, so that could also help. Yeah, oh, I think he, you found you found the
0: glitch in the matrix. You found something that he didn't know,
1: huh? I mean, it's all you know, <laughs> it's all out there on the internet. But I, I do think he is uh, he, he he is Bosnian. But yeah, I mean, he had a great summer league, like fifteen he did. He did. points, nine and a half rebounds, almost two assists. And he shot 40% from three. Like, if we we'll use Evan Mobley. If Evan Mobley had those stats in the summer league, everyone would be raving about how he might win rookie of the year.
0: Well, right, because you combine that with what he does on defense and as an athlete. and Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Sure. But
1: I thought Garza had a strong he did. He did. strong summer league. I'm but you would
0: have you you took that bet, too, for the hunt. I don't yeah. Think I mean, just because I know.
1: Yeah, just because yeah, yeah. he wasn't going first round, but then again, I, I didn't think Azabuki was going first round last year. He went first round, and yeah. I mean, I think he shot summer league probably like the same as he did in Kansas. The guy just does not miss from the floor. I mean, every it's efficient. Yeah, I mean, I
0: mean they would lo- they would love him in Europe because Europe European basketball is all about efficiency. Like when you're open, you just got to knock it down. It's not about flash; it's about being efficient and being a pro. And I think he would do great in Europe.
1: Yep. All right. One last rookie that I, I, I want to talk about. Jalen Suggs. Was he the mm. best rookie to you in, in Summer League? I mean, I, I pull out these numbers, 15 points a game, six rebounds, 2.3 assists. I thought the assist numbers were were a little low, lower than what I expected. Uh, his assist to turnover ratio was even. He averaged nearly two steals a game, a block, and he shot 35% from three. I think that he clearly established himself as the best guard in Orlando's rotation, at least for summer league.
0: Oh, oh yeah. I would agree with that. I, to me, he wasn't the most impressive rookie. I think Scotty Barnes is more impressive. I think Jalen green was more impressive in spots. And I think Cade Cunningham was more impressive, but that doesn't mean that Jalen Suggs wasn't impressive. And the most impressive thing about Jalen Suggs was his defense, man. He made some crazy plays on defense, his blocks, his intensity, his ability to make defensive plays in the moments that matter was really impressive. And the shot off the dribble is really nice. It's effortless. Um, I know there was somewhat of a concern about his shooting. And when it comes to him and Cade and even Davion, like I'm impressed with all these guys as shooters and I'm happy about Scotty Barnes that he's a willing shooter. So there's some, uh, there's some really good things to think about when we're talking about some of these prospects and their shooting.
1: Yeah. I mean, Barnes averaged 15 points, about seven rebounds. He had a positive assist to turnover ratio. Are you higher on Barnes now, Raphael? I know you weren't as high as me. No, I mean I was like I wasn't taking number one. I mean I think you have made a case of taking him in a top three or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I wanted two to Houston. Yeah. Yeah. My point was everybody described him as this, this. uh, Well, Raphael, I'm talking about
0: you. Are you more impressed? Are you more impressed with him now, post summer league? Because I'll I'll tell you right now, I'm more impressed with Davion post summer league than I was with him even in college. Yeah. And like how I thought he would translate, like it, I am I'm, I'm convinced this guy's defense is incredible. Um, are is there like are you a little bit higher on Scotty now after watching Summer League?
1: A little bit, but the game that I, ah, man, who would they play? The game that I saw in person that I like sat in like close by was a game. It was like his worst game of summer. I think oh, it was the Warriors. Man. But oh, I, I missed the first game where he had like the eighteen. Yeah, I watched that. I watched that. I, I missed that. the first game. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm high. I like the Toronto team. I'm I'm a huge, huge fan of the Raptors' development and yes. you know, how they can turn guys. I mean, from Van Vliet to Siakam, they just turn these guys into high, high productive um, starters or, or at the minimum rotation players. So I'm very interested to see how Toronto develops him and and Banton and uh, yeah, I mean. Masai Masai is like one of my favorites so I'm looking forward to seeing what what he does he's gonna
0: he's he's gonna like run the league one day I'm pretty convinced of that
1: well man we're out of time here I thank you thank you for coming on it was nice to actually meet you in person yes sir thanks for coming on my podcast I think I've been on yours maybe two or three times so uh, I I appreciate that so where can the listeners listen to your podcast
0: Combos Court Podcast iHeartRadio Spotify Apple Podcasts of course. Um, we do some clips on YouTube at combo TV um, and follow me on Instagram at one, two combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. I'm not going to promise anything, but there could be a podcast coming out with Raphael Barlow soon,
1: and it could be this week. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for that. All right, man. <laughs> Once again, it's Rafael with NBA draft junkies. Got my man behind combos court and we are out today on the locked on podcast will aaron Rodgers show up to training camp in green bay get more of the sports news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast follow locked on today the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.